Welcome to the Producer's Desk, the podcast that brings you an exclusive look from the Producer's Desk into music, film, and art. Now please welcome our host, John Strawn, founder of Beckler Entertainment and The Naked Truth magazine. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Once again, Cast Naked, the Naked Truth Podcast. Uh, welcome, guys. I'm your host, John Strawn, and we got a special show today for you. I got Chris Calzia in the studio. Chris, what's going on, man? Hi, John. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Well, uh, today we're going to talk about the film industry, and we're going to talk about, um, from the screenwriter's perspective, what's going on right now in the industry. And, uh, you know, Chris, Tell us a little bit about your background and what you uh, have been involved in in the past and what you're doing right now. Um, well, my background dates back to sort of like school when I was in my early 20s. <laughs> I went to the Academy of Art University where I gained sort of like a background in film production and filmmaking. And there I had taken some classes in screenwriting, but mostly I wanted to come out of school and become a director. And so um, after graduating... I pretty much, I moved back home, lived with my parents so I could afford to do my projects and kind of worked on doing some music videos. And uh, it was a a challenge. There's not much of a market for music videos these days. They are just pretty much, it's just promotional pieces. So it's not like you have a market for a music video where you can sell it to someone. Um, And it was a challenge because I was sort of like a one-man crew. I was doing it all myself, pretty much producing, directing, and editing. And I would have to hire a crew on when I was doing these projects. And so it got to be really kind of like it, it, it was a huge task. It was a huge undertaking. And I kind of stepped away from doing that. And I worked with the production company up there in the Bay Area for a little while. And they were kind of creating content in the Bay Area that was similar to the content that was being produced and created in Los Angeles. And so that really excited me because they were doing sort of like commercials and they were doing music videos and they were doing public announcements, but they were doing some really incredible work and they were called Element 151 Incorporated. And when I was with them, I began to sort of like, I began to write music video treatments and then I began to sort of write uh, scripts for them then too. And they were impressed by my writing. And, um, I thought, okay, well, here's another opportunity. Here's another possibility. And I kind of directed myself toward the screenwriting aspect of filmmaking. And sort of, I, I applied to UCLA, um, professional program in screenwriting and got accepted to that. And that's what eventually got me down to Los Angeles. And that was around 2010 and did a whole year at UCLA with their professional program in screenwriting. And, um, and then kind of wrote for the last four or five years. And um, <laughs> it was fun. It certainly made me a better writer. I didn't have anything produced from those, from those screenplays that I had written. I had pretty much made it up to the gatekeepers and worked with some executives on one of my scripts, but that sort of fell apart. And that's sort of, that's a common story amongst Los Angeles and amongst screenwriters and too. They get to the point where it seems like they're going to make it over that hump and be able to sell a script or be able to option a script. And they, they're starting to work with executives and it's kind of like they've made it, they've, 
they have one foot in the door, but then things just sort of like collapse because as you know, it requires a lot of money to make, uh, to make a film. And it requires the collaboration of a lot of different people then too. So it's a, it's a huge undertaking. It's a huge task. And eventually I got a little discouraged with just having to write my scripts and then expect somebody else to be able to purchase them or make them. And so I decided to just kind of do things more on my own. And right now I'm working on my own project, something that I've written and created and launched a Kickstarter campaign. And so I've managed to raise the money. And now it's kind of like I don't have to report to anybody else. I am the head honcho. I'm the El Jefe. I pretty much, I make it happen. And um, I'm just going to create a sort of like a short online fantasy miniseries. We're shooting the first two episodes very soon. And we're just going to release it online and see where it takes us and see what happens. That's fantastic. I had my mic muted for a second. It's funny. Um, you know, it remind there a few of your points remind me of a couple of things. You know, number one is talking about how some things just fall apart. It reminds me of Reed Fleming back when he created the Angry Milkman. Um, I believe it was the fifties or sixties. Uh, but it was a a really popular um, illustrative cartoon in newspapers, which turned into magazines, and it it took the whole country by storm. And, you know, he got contacted by Warner Brothers, and uh, there's actually a great little short film about it now that was produced, uh, I think, this year. I talked about the story of it, but, you know, he's Reed Fleming, and he made The Angry Milkman. And so Warner Brothers contacted him. They flew him to L.A. They did the whole kit and caboodle. They put him up in a hotel. They had him start talking to directors, uh, talking to producers. They went ahead, and Warner's actually bought, you know, The Milkman from him. And, you know, he, he made some money and he was happy. And what, you know, what artist wouldn't be? I mean, this guy was a, an independent uh, illustrator and cartoonist in, in Canada, 